0: there today on typical books we're going to be talking about some of the new horror books coming out for october and it's a very very long list if you've tuned in previously i did mention in an earlier video that october 3rd is unique in that it seems every single book in the entire planet is coming out on october third for whatever reason so i think i've got 31 days of halloween of horror books coming out in october of course not one every day because tuesday seemed to be the number one horror release date followed by usually fridays Uh, a lot of indie publishers put stuff out on fridays but you know any day can hold surprises it's a real trick-or-treat cornucopia or whatever fall themed book of plenty kind of term you want to throw in there so i've got this delicious apple that smells amazing that we had picked up at the farmer's market not long ago Uh, my husband hasn't eaten his so it's here scenting the place up and i'll probably steal it from him and it's been changing weather of course I've gone for a couple walks and October in Canada is kind of unique in that it's just as beautiful as anywhere else it has a full-fledged October where the leaves change it's harvest time and the leaves are slowly changing but October is kind of iffy in that it can go from green grass green leaves on the trees on the first to Halloween being with no leaves at all nothing green for miles and snow on the ground and I hate how quick fall goes here if you live in somewhere where it seems that fall stretches out for like two months or anything like that really long fall let me know and i will move there so with all those fall vibes firmly in place we start out a huge list with october screams a halloween anthology edited by kenneth w kane and this comes from the maryland chapter of the hwa quite a lot of these are hwa as usual horror writers association I take care of the new release page over at horror.org so a lot of these are hwa books but there's a lot of them that are just typical writers right like regular writers typical books if you will october screams brings you 27 tales of the greatest holiday of all halloween Featuring stories from authors like Brian Keene, Richard Chismar, Jeremy Bates, Caelan Patrick-Burke, Clank-Loud Chapman, Bill Fercoccy, Tockeys, Lincolent Heist, Lago, Ronald Malfi, Bridget Nelson, Rector Rollins, Crabillin, Crabillin, T.J. Simphal, Cassandra Dacus, Ryan Van Halves, Patrick Larry Larry Kevin Kangas, Evan Slyte, Gregory Al Frank Ortero, Gregory Stahl, Kat Felure, and Jacqueline West. Big list. But hey, you know what? Most of these authors are going to be in the rest of this video. So October Screams is what we start out with. And that came out on the 19th of September. Also in September, before we get right into October proper, Cold Black and Infinite by Todd Kiesling came out, very excited to get my hands on this. This came from Cemetery Dance Publications on the 26th of September, just a few days ago. Down here in the dark lies a vast and twisted landscape where the wicked, wistful, and profane coalesce. This is where the lonely and lost face their demons, where anxious paranoias are made manifest, and where mundane evil wears. A human face. For readers, the 16 stories found within Cold Black and Infinite serve as a heroine glimpse into the nightmarish imagination of Todd Keesling, Bram Stoker Award nominated author of Devil's Creek and Scanlines. Great author. Love his work so much. And very excited to get to this. Uh I'd say Todd Keisling's short horror is really where we get to know him the best, I think. Aside from Devil's Creek. Of course, I guess it seems to be semi autobiographical. But yeah, starting out October 2nd, Blood in the Hollow by David SanGio Parga. This comes from Penguin Random House. <laughs> a group of pro wrestlers ran afoul of some meth dealers in West Virginia on their way to a show. Their only hope for survival lays in the hands of a current company champion and former U.S. Marine Brick Lamar, who's in a race against time to find them before it's too late. It reminds me of Brock Lesnar and his two canned hams come swinging at you in UFC all of a sudden, straight from wrestling. So yeah, blood in the (laughs) holler. Sounds really interesting. Next, we have also the 2nd of October, Thin Places by Barbara Cottrell. This comes from Vanishing Edge Press. Bodies falling from the sky, a serial killer on the loose, and endless bureaucracy. Winter quarter has begun at Miskatonic University. So yes, very intriguing. And I have a review of The Devil's Promise. I was sent a copy from Inkshares and I discovered upon finishing the last page of a gorgeously delicious book, a wonderful book, that there is a thank you in the acknowledgements to me. So thank you so much Celso, for that. Thank you, Inkshares. And yeah, I'm very excited to be talking about this book, which a video will be up talking about The Devil's Promise. San Antonio is full of secrets, and 17-year-old Erasmo Cruz investigates the strangest of them. After gaining renown for surviving the city's legendary Ghost Tracks, which was the book before, he has set up shop as a paranormal investigator, but helping exorcise other people's demons doesn't seem to relieve his own and i don't want to spoil it at all i'll talk about it further of course in a full-fledged review but yeah really wonderful stuff that came out the third of october or will be coming out the third of october depending on when i release this video and is wonderful spirits of the dead by keith gilman this comes out the third of october as well spirits of the dead is a masterpiece of supernatural horror a tightly woven tale of procession held together with fraying threads of human emotion aren't they all just a little Songs in the Key of Death by J.G. Faraday and you'll notice I'm going a little quick because there's 30 some books to get through here. Hmm. This comes from LVP Publications. This is his first poetry collection. Everyone's into the poetry. It explores a wide range of subjects from technology, love, fear, death in the afterlife, and insanity. Evil dentists, surgeons, parasites, cryptids, monsters, mad scientists, maniacs, aliens, I thought this was going alphabetical for a second evil plant sentient tumors everyone loves a sentient tumor ghosts prisoners serial killers and more the snow ghost and other tales classic japanese stories i mentioned these a few of these in the october 3rd a few books have been added to the list since so if you're playing the game where you go back and compare all the books that i listed on october 3rd You know what? You'll notice some duplicates. There are even more books on other channels as well. Tasha did a video and Merse did a video very similar with some October 3rd stuff. And there's a couple books that are different on those lists, too. So the snow ghost from goblin infested caves to haunted tombs, to vengeful spirits and strange, sinister happenings. Ancient Japan was a country and culture that lived between realms, the world of everyday and the world of supernatural. And they're talking like it doesn't still still on october 3rd the quiet room a rabbits novel by terry miles this was a podcast that is uh creepy i think it's something like uh night Vale. so i don't know if you have tuned into the rabbits podcast let me know if that's what it's like because i'd be curious to check it out maybe i kind of like night Vale, but i fell off of it after like the first season and a half The Night House, a novel by Yonezbo, that is another book that I was sent and I will be reviewing. It was fantastic. I just finished reading it this morning, actually. So that will be something I'm talking about shortly, but yes, wonderful book. And it is sort of a YA horror, but it's a horror nevertheless, where you could go back to some older 80s horror that isn't as explicit or extreme and kind of it would fit into YA now that's what it reminds me of it is a very interesting book in that it deals with younger kids going through something and it's a story that's very reminiscent of a Stephen King story where it's like kids saving the neighborhood and then after the first two thirds it changes dramatically and yeah I'll tell you all about it later but yeah in the wake of his parents tragic deaths in a house fire, 14-year-old Richard has been sent to live with his aunt and uncle in the remote, insular town of Ballantyne. So yes, wonderful artwork too. That front cover is just amazing. Here's another really cool cover from a really cool person, The Dead Take the a by Richard Kadri and Cassandra Caw. This is also October 3rd. We're still in October 3rd here. Julie is a coked up, burnt out 30 year old whose only retirement plan is dying early. She's been trying to establish herself in the New York magic scene, and she'll work the most gruesome gigs, exercise the nastiest demons and make deals with the cruelest gods to claw her way to the top. So, yeah, I really like this modern take on the occult that Cassandra Kaw seems to do, and I wish I would have read some of her earlier novels, which this seems to be in the thread of. So, yes, Starling House by Alex E. Harrow, also October 3rd. Opal has been obsessed with the Underland since she was a child, and when she gets a chance to step inside Starling House and make some extra cash for her brother's escape fund, she can't resist. But sinister forces are digging deeper into the buried secrets of Starling House, and Arthur's own nightmares have become far too real. Very interesting. Very interesting. Out There Screaming, I raved about this one in the previous video and I'll rave about it again. I'm very interested to hear this. Out There Screaming, an anthology of black horror with stories by Ernie Adams, Violet Allen, Leslie Ninka Armia, Maurice Broaddus, Chessia Burke, P. Jellied Clark, Ezra Clayton Daniels, Tananree Dew, Nell and N.K. Demonson, Dustin C. Key, L.D. Lewis, Nettie Okafor, Toshi Onibachi, Rebecca Roanhorse, Nicole D. Scognes, Rion Amico Scott, Terrence Taylor, and Cladwell Turnbull. Out There Screaming, October 3rd. And I like the cover. Very simple, very typographic. You know me i do like the typographic cover my darling girl by jennifer mcmahon interesting cover as well allison has never been a fan of christmas and we do have a christmas anthology coming up near the end of this list well it's not the only mention of christmas allison has never been a fan of christmas but with it right around the corner and her husband busily decorating their cozy vermont home she has no choice and then she gets the call her mother wants to spend Christmas with them after being freshly diagnosed with cancer. She only has weeks to live. She eventually agrees to take her in, hoping her mother can finally heal the relationship and they can be the mother-daughter that they've always dreamed of. But when mysterious and otherworldly things start to happen upon Mavis's arrival, Allison begins to suspect her mother is not quite who she seems. That's terrifying, <laughs> really, when you think about it, my darling girl. So Midnight Showing by Megan Shepherd. Quite a few people have reviewed this already as far as advanced reader copies, and I'm very intrigued. So Midnight Showing by Megan Shepherd, and this came out, of course, October 3rd. Drawn to the desert scrublands of Hollywood mansions in California, Haven discovers a string of murders that point directly to members of her family. Given shelter by a mysterious benefactor, Haven and her sister Forge questionable alliances, using some otherworldly creatures to hunt down others. Constantly looking over her shoulder, she fears her uncle Arnold the most. His irresistible whisper compels victims to commit horrifying deeds. Let him in by William Friend, still October 3rd. Daddy, there's a man in our room. Alfie wakes one night to find his twin daughters at the foot of his bed claiming there's a shadowy figure in their bedroom. When no such thing can be found, he assumes the girls have had a nightmare, but he isn't surprised that they're troubled. Grief has made home at Hart House. Nine months ago, the twins' mother Pippa died expectantly, leaving Alfie to raise them alone. Hmm, interesting. I like the cover. The cover speaks to something more sinister than that a little synopsis would lead us to believe. Knock Knock Open Wide by Neil Sharpson. This is October 3rd as well. Driving home late one night, Etain Larkin finds a corpse on the pitch-black country road, deep in the Irish countryside. She takes the corpse to a remote farmhouse, so begins the night of unspeakable horror that will take her to the very brink of sanity. She will she never speak of it again. again. <laughs> Two decades later, Bertie Fitzpatrick, newly arrived at college in Dublin, has already fallen in love with the drama society and the beautiful but troubled Ashling Malin. As their relationship blossoms, Ashlyn goes to great lengths to keep Betty away from her family, especially her alcoholic mother, Etang. Huh, very interesting story. I like Irish countryside sort of stories. And speaking of sort of folk horror tinges, this next one does too. And it's not just the cover. It's got a Harvest Home vibe. I've talked about it before, and quite a few people are excited to read this one. Edenville, a novel by Sam Reblin. This is also October 3rd. After publishing his debut novel, The Shattered Man, to disappointing sales and reviews, Campbell P. Marion is struggling to find inspiration for a follow-up. When Edenville College invites him to join as a writer-in-residence, he's convinced that his bad luck has finally taken a turn. His girlfriend Quinn isn't so sure. She grew up near Edenville and has good reasons for not wanting to move back. It reminds me of like Gatlin or something where the children of the corn live. Cam disregards her skepticism and accepts the job with Quinn reluctantly following along. But there's something wrong in Edenville. Despite the charming old ladies milling about Main Street and picturesque sunflowers dotting the sidewalks, poison lurks beneath the surface. As a series of strange and ominous events escalate among Edenville and its residents, Cam and Quinn find themselves entangled in a dark and disturbing history. And right now there are sunflowers everywhere. In Ottawa. So <laughs> I really am loving that, especially if you drive out of the city a little tiny bit. Next up, a really cool cover again, Bloom by Delilah S. Dawson and October 3rd as well. So if you are getting deja vu, yes, I mentioned these in a previous video with a little shorter synopsis. Rosemary meets ash at the farmer's market. Ash, precise, pretty and practically perfect, sells bars of soap in delicate pastel colors, sprinkle spackled cupcakes stacked on scallop stands, beeswax candles, jars of honey and glossy green plants. Rose has never felt this way about another woman. With Ash, she wants to be her and have her in equal measure. But her obsession with Ash consumes her, and she may find she's not the one doing the devouring. Told in lush, delectable prose, this is a deliciously dark tale of passion taking an unsavory turn. So it seems to me that if you like, things have gotten worse. Since we last spoke by Eric LaRocca, you may enjoy it Bloom. Now, this next book has been on my mind since I first read the synopsis. It is After the Forest by Kel Woods, and it's still October 3rd here. 20 years after the witch and the gingerbread house, Greta and Hans are struggling to get by. Their mother and stepmother are long dead. Hans is deeply in debt from gambling and a countryside lies in ruin. It's people starving in the aftermath of a brutal war so (laughs) wow talk about a turn i'm very interested to see uh the legacy of the gingerbread house right aren't you i mean i am so yes this is intriguing and october 3rd how many books come out october 3rd all of them almost still october 3rd we have a haunting on the hill a novel by elizabeth hand holly sherwin has been a struggling playwright for years now after receiving a grant to produce her play witching night she may finally be close to her big break all she needs is time and space to bring her vision to life when she stumbles across hill house on the weekend getaway upstate she is immediately taken in by the mansion nearly hidden outside a remote village it's enormous old and ever so eerie the perfect place to develop and rehearse her play i agree Despite her hesitations, Holly's girlfriend Nisa agrees to join Holly in renting the house for a month, and soon a troop of actors, each with ghosts of their own, arrive. So it sounds like a haunted weekend kind of thing. I'm very interested, a haunting on the hill. Cry Baby Bridge, this is October 3rd still, and this is one that was not on the list previous. It is a collection. Welcome to Cry Baby Bridge, 10 stories by 10 authors to keep you away from that old bridge on the edge of town. If you venture here at the right time of year on the right kind of night, you might hear a baby crying on the wind. You might see some things that you didn't want to believe are real, and you might return with some stories to tell too, if you are lucky enough to leave. Well, I love this. I love this. The cover leaves quite a bit to be desired because, of course, being a collection doesn't tell you much. The topography just doesn't grab me. But uh, the synopsis really does, actually. So if you've gotten this far, we're leaving October 3rd, finally. October 5th, we have a writing craft book from Tim Wagoner called Let Me Tell You a Story. And it's part of his Writing in the Dark series. So if you're interested in learning how to write or you have already written and always wanna hone your craft like most of us do, partly autobiographical, partly tutorial and diagnostic, each chapter in this book features one of Wagoner's stories followed by reflection on the historical context of publication, insightful commentary, and exercises for writers who are just learning their craft as well as those who have already made a name for themselves so yeah if you're interested in honing your craft or starting to write tim wagner has a lot of really cool books for that so so <laughs> october 10th. that feels good to not say october 3rd october 10th foxfire by rowan hill this comes from bayou wolf press eight potential investigators and acquaintances gather at the site of the future hotel in remote Lapland. It is a polar midnight in the cold ancient forest and the sky is full of flaming aurora and the guests begin dying at alarming rates. As the dwindling survivors rally against the spectre stalking the forest, an ancient force connected to the land wants them off and will only leave one of them alive. Interesting. Foxfire is fairly different from Aurora Borealis or Northern Lights as they're more commonly called, but they are those weird lights you will see out in the forest. So, yeah, very interested. We've been having a lot more Auroras lately. I haven't seen them because I'm not up at the right time and I'm in the city where the lights kind of screw everything up, but I'll bet in my hometown up north you can see them and falling on the same heels on the 10th of October. Uh, Alongside Foxfire comes Frostbite, another polar tale, it seems, and a very cool cover. I am very excited to see this and the crossover mentioned in the synopsis, Stranger Things meets Fargo. Very intriguing. Frostbite is about a small North Dakota town that gets hit by a meteor which infects the hibernating prairie dogs with alien worms. Will Raylene and her best friend Nate be able to save the town from aliens and a doomsday cult before it's too late? Well, I certainly hope so, because this is the sort of thing that sets itself up for a sequel already, doesn't it? I love the cover very much so. So also on October 10th, we have The Pale House Devil by Richard Caudry. Ford and Newland are paranormal mercenaries, one living, one undead. And one of them kills the undead and the other kills the living. When a job goes bad in New York, they head west to wait for the heat to cool down. There, a young woman named Tilda Rosenbloom hires them on behalf of a wealthy landowner, Shepherd Mansfield, to track down a demon haunting a mansion in the remote Northern California. So I'm wondering if this is a horror Western. As Ford and Newland investigate the creature, they uncover a legacy of blood, sacrifice and slavery in the house. Terrifying stuff. So interesting, interesting take. This one has been getting quite a bit of buzz, A Silent Key by Laurel Hightower coming out October 10th. After the loss of her husband under mysterious circumstances, former detective Cam Ambrose learns how little she truly knew him. Reeling with the grief of her loss and the realization that the man she loved was a stranger, she must learn how to keep her young daughter safe from a world, the supernatural, that she never knew existed. Very interested as ever. Laurel Hightower writes some pretty good stuff for quiet days I find. I like reading her stuff and a lot of the more modern horror storytellers on the quiet almost like a modern gothic is the feeling I'm getting from a lot of these sorts of tales even though they don't have the similar tropes of a gothic storytelling they have the same mood and feel somehow. Phantom by Helen Power also October 10th I guess this is the Tuesday after the third I'm just going to guess. Regan Roz Osborne is broke. Her ex-boyfriend won't take no for an answer and no one is taking her artwork seriously. So when the mysterious stranger offers her a million dollars in safety from her unstable ex in exchange for her left hand she can't afford to refuse. Well <laughs> immediately following the amputation she's wracked with insufferable phantom limb pain. Desperate for relief she enrolls in an experimental drug trial but this drug has a peculiar side effect. She develops a psychic connection to her missing limb. She soon discovers that Chicago's long dormant phantom strangler is now wearing her hand and using it to kill. Okay, like the eye, but the hand. Okay. Intriguing. Also October 10th, Becoming the Boogeyman by Richard Chismar. A riveting haunting sequel to the New York Times bestselling thriller Chasing the Boogeyman. A tale of obsession and the adulation of evil. Exploring modern society's true crime obsession with unflinching honesty. Sparing no one from the glare of the spotlight. There's been a lot of like crankiness about true crime, even from true crime podcasters. I'm listening to a true crime podcast the other day, one I had stopped listening to because one host is like incessantly repetitive and I just can't stand them anymore. So I thought, well, maybe they've chilled out and I'll tune in. No, they went on a tirade for most of the episode about the things they're always a broken record about and then basically said that everyone who listens to true crime podcasts are glorifying evildoers. And it's like, okay, well, let's just stop listening to you then. Will those involved walk away from the story of a lifetime in order to keep their loved ones safe, or will they once again be drawn into the killer's web as the story draws to its shattering conclusion? Only one person holds all the answers and he may be the most terrifying monster of them all. Okay. Very intriguing. I know Richard Chismar is a really great writer as well. 30 days of night has a deluxe edition coming out. This is the book one by Steve Niles illustrated by Ben Templesmith. So if you're interested in 30 days of night and we've been talking about some like Arctic polar cold day kind of horror going on, even though this is all October stuff coming out, they're very, uh, snowy a town plunged into darkness a group of vampires hungry for blood with only the husband and wife sheriff's team to stop them this premise set the stage for the iconic horror franchise that went on to become a feature-length film from sony pictures in 2007. doesn't seem like it's been almost 20 years what a wonderful movie that is so yeah return to barrow 30 days of night the original dark days and the 2004 annual plus a number of extras that go behind the scenes on this innovative horror series. Yeah, I really like that. Now on the 13th, lucky October 13th, where I will be actually attending a wedding I'm very excited about, The Devil Thinks I'm Pretty by Charlene Alsby, and she is a Canadian, Ontarian horror author. A teenage girl consents the devil in the trailer park. A devil's threesome allows him to fully possess her. She can see her boyfriend's mind is wandering and the new girl will suffer enough for everyone okay very <laughs> intriguing very short sharp shocking synopsis on the 16th of october we have a long about midnight by dorian j Sinod, and i really like the cover of this too it's quite plain and i think that the synopsis although quite plain and you might say it's tropey, i am falling for this Like every small town, Oak Ridge has its secrets. When October falls, Peter Harlow and his friends seek to uncover them at the Chapel Hill Cemetery, surrounded by jack-o'-lanterns at midnight. But what starts off as a fun scare for the season, an attempt to wake the devil turns into something far more than they bargained for. So yeah, along about midnight. That synopsis reminds me that Cameron Cheney's book Fresh Hell, Autumn Crow High, it's part of a series is out already and it has wonderful artwork by Cameron Rubik and no doubt you've tuned into Cam's channel either Cam really honestly and their social medias and have heard about this particular book in the Autumn Crow High series author Cameron Chaney takes you back to a town where every night is Halloween while playing tribute to the young adult horror boom of the 90s so I've read quite a bit of YA lately for whatever reason it's been sent to me Uh, And I don't mind YA, but I really like Cameron's take on that, the more modern YA take. And of course, Autumn Crow being forever left in Halloween. I love this school is back in session at Autumn Crow High with a class of 94 survive long enough to graduate or will the cursed town of Autumn Crow devour them all. Bailey Hagen is plagued by nightmares, blood soaked visions of a boy seemingly from another time. He's so handsome, so dark and so deadly when Bailey returns to school in the fall she's horrified to learn that the boy of her dreams is real and attending autumn crow high okay (laughs) very perfect very fitting and that book autumn crow high fresh Hell by Cameron Chaney is out already so coming on the 17th we have tomorrow and tomorrow by Lila Lawson and Lauren Emily Whalen, and this comes out by sword and silk publishing a publisher I've never heard of This is a dark and twisted retelling of Shakespeare's Macbeth, featuring an all-girl rock band straight out of Athens, Georgia. Witches, ghosts, and murder most foul. So yeah, something interesting. A different take on Shakespeare, which I mentioned one on our last video about what's coming out fresh for the month. So yes, the 17th of October still, Death Realm Spirits by Stephen Mark Rainey. And this comes from Shortwave Publishing, another publisher I've never heard of. This is a horror anthology, so various artists. This volume includes fiction and verse by authors such as Linda D. Addison, Megan R. Curie, Larry Blamire, Morris Broadus, Brian Keene, Ronald Kelly, Joe R. Lansdale, Elizabeth Massey, Jeff Oliver, and many more. So there's a lot of HWA people in there. Coming up on the 18th of October, The Weird Cat. This is edited by Katherine Cressman and S.T. Yoshi. A well-told horror story has much in common with your own cherished cat. Kitty jumps on your lap and purrs and you turn the page of your book. You are mindful that cats dwell in a larger world than your own, the gulfs and abysses of which we can obtain but a shadowy glimpse through their eyes. In the weird cat you delve into a larger realm through more than three dozen classic and contemporary short stories poems and essays by masters of the craft so no doubt basically any name i've mentioned as far as authors on this list and in all these anthologies probably appears in the weird cat on the 20th of october we have abject fear by paul cairo and i love the cover of this and we're getting into a few more where the covers just blow me away Dr. Mitch Traeger, a brilliant but tormented scientist, is haunted by an unspeakable tragedy that shatters his world. In a desperate bid to save humanity from the shackles of terror, Traeger assembles an eclectic team of scientists, each burdened with their own agonizing phobias. Together they plunge into the abyss of the human mind, seeking a cure for the most elusive disease of all, fear. So it's basically like flatliners but not Uh, The elusive disease being death, the elusive disease being fear is what it reminds me of. Okay, interesting. Abject fear. Starting off with sort of like a mix of Christmas and Halloween. The Christmas ghost story. This came out September 26th. It's Cratchit by Benedict Ransley. And we're going to start and end on a bit of a Christmassy theme here. In this darkly compelling affectionate sequel to Charles Dickens classic, Tenny Tim has grown up to become a bitter and twisted miser, haunted by grief and obsessed by each and every line in his ledger. I have been waiting to talk about this book and I'm going to be talking about it around Christmas time again as well. This kind hearted child he once was was long forgotten. Cratchit has been shaped by tragedy into a wrathful, greedy and lonely individual whose hatred for humanity is matched only by his loathing of festivities. After a particularly eventful Christmas Eve in his Counting House, Cratchit is visited by three familiar spirits who take him on a breakneck journey through Christmas past, present and future. Will Cratchit be able to comprehend and accept his wrongful past and find redemption? Or is his tarnished soul salvageable? Is it indeed? So we know how the precursor ended. I have a feeling this is going to be darker still. So Cratchit by Benedict Ramsey, this is one to watch for the Christmas season. And I know no one likes to see wreaths of green beside their wreaths of black and orange, but hey, you know, Christmas horror stories are where it's at in a couple months, once the snow hits the ground, which I hope it doesn't anytime soon. Also early in the list, The Grimmer by Nabin Rusnam, which I will have a dedicated review of alongside other books that I have dedicated reviews on from this list. After his father returns from treatment for addiction, high schooler Vish, lover of metal, music, and literature is uncertain what the future holds. It doesn't help that everyone seems to know about the family's troubles and they stand out doubly as one of the only brown families in town. When Vish is mistaken for the relative of the weird local bookseller and attacked by an unsettling pale man who seems to be decaying, he is pulled into the world of the occult where witches live in television sets, undead creatures can burn with a touch and magic is mathematical. So this came out on the 26th of September and a great way to start out your young adult reading for the season. So I do have three young adult books that I've been reading and those reviews will be coming up otherwise And I'll also be having a video soon talking about YA horror and some of the differences I've noticed reading three of them back to back. This cover I really love, Christmas and Other Horrors, edited by Ellen Datlow. This comes from Titan Books. Hugo Award winning editor and horror legend Ellen Datlow presents a terrifying and chilling horror anthology of original short stories exploring the endless terrors of winter solstice traditions across the globe. Featuring chillers by Tanana Du, Stephen Graham Jones, Alma Katsu, and many more. And no doubt, many more really big names. So I love, I love the cover of this, and I wish that I could have it in like reverse instead of on white, on black, and then make a poster of it for my wall for Christmas. And for now, Christmas and other horrors wraps up the books coming out for Halloween. <laughs> okay, go figure. As much as I hate seeing Christmas stuff on the shelves alongside Halloween stuff this early in the spooky season, I don't mind this being the October 24th book of choice. A lot of them are available sooner. You go all the way back to last month and you get a lot of October books. So yeah, throughout this list, there will probably be your next big favorite October read. And some of them seem awfully spooky with pumpkins galore. If there's anything here that you've already read, let me know in the comments below. And thank you very much for watching. Make sure that you have an ooky, spooky day.